Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 19th of February. Today is the 50th day of 2024. Politics have always been a contentious and nasty business. One of the reasons George Washington served a second term, there was no clear successor, and the rivalries might have torn the young country apart. And looking back across almost two and a half centuries, we have lost sight of just how bitter the feelings were between founding fathers. Benedict Arnold may get the award for the most notorious figure in the early days of the country. Second could easily go to Aaron Burr. He was a candidate for president in 1800. A tie in the Electoral College put the matter before Congress, and Thomas Jefferson prevailed. At the time, the second-place finisher became the vice president, and that went to Burr. In the last year of his term, he shot Alexander Hamilton in a duel. Hamilton died a few days later, and with him, Burr's political career. After this, he moved out to the western frontier for a period. On this day in 1807, he's arrested on treason charges and twice tried. The argument was he was trying to form a new country in the southwest where he could be the leader. History's not clear what he intended. What is clear, Jefferson did not like him, and the charges were mostly baseless. In other news, I assume by now you've heard that a New York judge levied a $300-plus fine on former President Trump. The court believed he provided false financial statements to banks. What is unusual about this finding is no bank or person was harmed nor defrauded. The affair is giving a new meaning to the phrase, trumped up charges. If you think a bank does not do its due diligence on loans, just try to get one. There was a time when you could walk into a bank and if the loan officer knew you, the loan could be completed in a day or two with minimal hassle. That is not the case today. Partly because of federal oversight and the fiasco in the banking industry a few years back, that was mostly caused by federal influence to give risky loans. Now, consider the size of business deals Mr. Trump is dealing with. You can rest assured the banks were going over the paperwork with a fine-toothed comb. Yet, a biased judge has inserted himself as the glorious savior of the people. The message here is crystal clear. Do not resist the machine. If there is no other reason to vote for Mr. Trump, it might be how intent the machine is set against him. Ask yourself why. If you think it's because they have the best interest of the country in mind, you should consider residents in South America, Russia, or China. Speaking of Russia, did you hear about the dissident leader who died at the age of 47 in a penal camp north of the Arctic Circle? The rumor is that was not natural causes. Then ask yourself, just how far are we from the same thing here in the States? Aaron Burr was looking at land in or near the Texas region for his new country, far outside the U.S. influence or control, Nearly four decades later, in 1846, the Republic of Texas transfers its power to the new state of Texas. The first group of rescuers reached the Donner Party in the late winter of 1847. Recall the Donners were a wagon train heading for the California coast the previous fall 
when they were caught in an early snowstorm on the eastern side of the Sierra Nevada mountains and forced overwinter in extremely harsh conditions. Thomas Edison patents the phonograph in 1878. Have you ever heard some of the early Edison recordings or even the later 78 RPM records? The tone range and quality is quite limited. This is due to several factors. The Edison phonograph was purely mechanical. This limited its range and also the material the records were made of had an effect. 78s were largely made of the natural resin shellac and extremely brittle and fragile. The 33 RPM vinyl record could play 21 minutes per side, about four times more than a 78 could hold. The first 33 was issued by Columbia Records in 1947. The 45 RPM single will become a thing the next year. On this day in 1884, more than 60 tornadoes strike the southern U.S., one of the largest outbreaks in U.S. history. Spring is tornado season, largely due to the wide variation in temperatures that exist in the transition from the colder winter months to the warm summer. President Franklin Roosevelt signs Executive Order 9066 on this day in 1942. This allows the military to relocate Japanese Americans on the West Coast to internment camps. 125,000 were rounded up, nearly all living in the country. Two-thirds were second- or third-generation Americans who were born here. California considered anyone with one-sixteenth Japanese ancestry suspect and subject to incarceration. That would mean if you had a single Japanese great-great-grandparent, you were suspect. Two Supreme Court decisions in December of 1945 will end the practice. The first stated that from a military point of view, there might have been just cause. The second upheld the rights of citizens to not be held without just cause. The author and character in one of my favorite, based on a true story films, is 81 today. Homer Hickam Jr. was the son of a coal mine boss and living in southern West Virginia when the Russian Sputnik satellite makes news. It inspired him to explore rocketry and eventually an engineering degree. He and a group of five boys all managed to earn scholarships and escape the coal town. Hickam eventually works for NASA as a support engineer. It is a neat story of overcoming obstacles and is told in a series of books beginning with Rocket Boys, which was made into the 1999 film October Sky. It featured Jake Gyllenhaal as Homer and Chris Cooper as his father. Here is my favorite scene from the movie. Quentin, you know, that rocket went up at least 100 feet. More like 200. Will you cut it out, Roy Lee? Oh, man, what's with you? Man, we should be trying to get in that science fair instead of sitting around here like a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah, it's really bad news for you, Homer. We are a bunch of hillbillies. On the other side of the world from Cold World, West Virginia, the Battle of Iwo Jima takes place in 1945. The iconic flag raising is part of this battle, but was actually a series of events. Actor Jeff Daniels is 68 today. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is 65. Meanwhile, Prince Andrew is 64. Andrew was born second in line to the British throne, but is now eighth. He's been the subject of some sideward glances for showing up on a list of friends of Jeffrey Epstein. The royals have been the subject of some questions since King Charles was diagnosed with some form of cancer. 
While they've not expounded on the details, we do know it will be treated as an outpatient. The Japanese internment is back in the news in 1976. President Ford issues an executive order rescinding Roosevelt. The whole affair will again resurface in the 1980s. Forty years ago this week, Karma Chameleon was setting at the top of the Billboard Hot 100. It will hold the spot for three weeks before being followed by Van Halen's Jump and Kenny Loggins' Footloose. The song is catchy, provided you do not see any visuals of the group. Lead singer George O'Dowd, also known as Boy George, was and remains eccentric. In 1985, the Jarvik 7 artificial heart is in the news. Jasper, Indiana resident William Schroeder becomes the first recipient to leave the hospital. He had received the device on November 25th of the previous year. He lived just short of 21 months with the implant. Artificial hearts have made improvements in the past four decades, but are still far from a long-term solution. That's history and comment for the 19th day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.